plug those headphones in. It's time for Ireland's only interactive podcast, the multi-award-winning Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy, recorded live at our studio at the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County, Dublin. Now, before I let you know what we want to talk about on this latest edition of OM, I want to give a shout out to our current show sponsors, The Snail Box. Uh, the Snail Box is a bar and restaurant located on the N2 between Ashburn and Slane at Kilmoon Cross. Now, it is my favourite restaurant in the whole of Ireland. Delicious food, friendly service, fun for the whole family. They're open seven days a week with amazing memorabilia throughout the entire restaurant, including a very rare uh, special football signed by the late Brazilian legend uh, Pele. That's on display uh, in the uh, restaurant. You can't but notice the massive collection of baseball caps they have in the snail box. The entire roof of the whole building is uh, covered in them uh, and on the inside. Uh, they have over 7,000 individual baseball caps on display and they're constantly uh, building up numbers to uh, break a world record for the largest amount of baseball caps on public display. So, if you happen to be anywhere around the world on your holliers, uh, grab a baseball cap in a, in a souvenir shop or whatever, bring it home, bring it to the snail box, they'll give you one of their uh, baseball caps in return and then their collection gets bigger and bigger and bigger. If you could do that, we'd be uh, very grateful. The Snailbox Bar and Restaurant on the N2 between Ashburn and Slane at Kilmoon Cross. Pop in, say hello, and tell them Adrian and Jeremy sent you. So what do we want to talk about on um, this latest edition of Opinions Matter? Well, it's a message that we actually got in uh, to our WhatsApp phone on Sunday um, from one of our listeners on Sunday afternoon. Only getting around to uh, dealing with it today. And it's all to do with uh, drink driving. And I'm going to play the message in a second for you. Um, this guy's really pissed off that one of his neighbours constantly drinks and drives. And allegedly. And, and I say allegedly because... We don't know. Even from his message, I don't know how he actually knows that this guy's been drinking. But the question that he's asking, that we want to ask you, is when do you become the police? When do you start doing the job for a policeman is supposed to do. So in your estate, if you knew that there was a fella from number 22 who was driving home to his house every evening uh, drink driving, would you report it? Is it your duty to report it? If you were sitting in a pub and opposite you on another table there was a man sculling back pints and then you saw him picking up his keys off the table and getting into his car and driving off, would you report him? Is it our job to do the police job? basically. Or, or should you just mind your own mind bloody your own business? business? That's yes. the question. Um, and as I said, we're going to play the guy's message in a second. Um, we are calling him uh, Jerry, although that's not his name, but we're going to call him uh, Jerry for the purposes of this. And I want you to have a listen to his, his message. Now, one of the arguments is, if you were in a bar, yeah, yep. and there's a guy sitting beside you, he could be sculling pints. He could be sculling pints of Guinness or pints of Heineken or whatever. But they could be the zero zero variety. They look the exact same. How would you possibly know oh, and you whether can, there's you, alcohol in them or not? Uh, yeah, you can normally tell if someone's leaving a, a pub drunk or whatever the case may be. Um, but um, I would I would imagine the majority of you listening to this podcast now would turn the the other cheek. You wouldn't get involved. 
I want you to have a listen to uh, the message that was sent in to us on Sunday afternoon. How are you lads? Um, please don't give out my name, you know, I'm sure you know me now. Um, or disguise my voice if you can. I live in a small village uh, outside Dublin there. And there's a bloke in there, he's married, he's got a couple of young kids, and he drinks, drives, like there's no tomorrow. He's driven into Erdest State many a time, faster than fast, and he's skinned and missed kids by inches. And I've had enough of this. So I said, you, and I, I rang the guards, and I said, he's in this pub. Please, please, please sort through, because if he knocks in any kids, or if he knocks in one of my children, I'll kill him. I'll, I'll, and I mean that, I'll kill him. I'll kill him. Kill him sound dead. Now, I know there's people going to go on here and say, mind your own fucking business and everything else. It's drunk driving, and that's what it is. All right? I've said it to him once or twice, uh, down through the years, he doesn't listen. Like, I don't know how he forced to do it as often as he does, but he has a decent job, to be fair, and his missus is no better, she does it as well. Like I said, these young kids, and them kids do be in that car sometimes as well. Now, I made the report this morning, because I was pissed off it. I went up to the pub in question, and I sat down and waited. In comes the uh, police car, guard car, full lights of the usual, and... Um, they spot him coming out, getting in the car, he went over to him, I said, Grant, good. Then they all started laughing and joking. Now I know he's in there drinking, because I seen him, you could see him from the window. They all started laughing and joking, they obviously knew him. And he drove. He drove home. And he was all over that fucking road, going driving home. Now I don't know what to do, whether ring the guard ombudsman, or report to the guards for doing this. I don't know what to do. I really would love your your um your listeners' opinion on this. But like I said, please don't give out my name and please disguise my voice. Appreciate it. All right, well, uh, we haven't given out your name and we have disguised your voice. So uh, we're calling the guy uh, Jerry just so that we can refer to him. So Jerry obviously has it in for this guy. Um, he, he's... He seems to know everything he's doing, everything he's drinking. He said he saw him through the window drinking. As I said to you, he could have been drinking a Guinness Zero Zero. He could have been drinking a Heineken Zero Zero. So do you think Jerry's a bit of a busybody then? Well, <clears throat> I'm not saying he's a busybody, but uh, he seems to... Re- I mean, this whole thing on a Sunday afternoon, the guy was so locked he was driving all over the road. That message was sent in to us on Sunday afternoon. I don't know how drunk he can be, uh, you could be on a Sunday you. afternoon. I think he's, he's doing the decent thing. Our number is oh, excuse me, 085-825-2626 if you'd like to get involved in this. Melissa, you're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Well, is it any of this guy's business? Absolutely, it's his business. Absolutely, it's his business. But I think he should have his facts, though. You know, know if he has consumed alcohol for making a point. And again, I don't know how he actually knows this for certain that the guy is uh, drinking. But did he report it to the guards? Yes, he called them out on Sunday and um, they w- went over to him and they had a laugh and a joke and off he went. He, dro- he drove off but, home. Okay, I then agree that he should contact the guard on Ombudsman then. It is everybody's um, responsibility to be sure. Of, you know, so if, you, so if, you're, if like, you're absolutely certain that somebody is drink driving, it is your duty to call the guards and report it. Yes, if you are certain that they are drink driving. Okay, now how can you be certain? Well, I'm sure you can smell alcohol from them. If you're that close, if he was that close, he should have gone in and met at his business. If he's that interested in other people's lives, you see. Or why not have the guards wait for him at his house when he pulls up? Well, as, as we said, he did call the guards. The guards did approach the guy and they let him go. Uh, something's wrong with that. If he's absolutely 100% sure he was drinking, then the guards need questioning. 
Okay, well, stay there for one second if you can, please, uh, Melissa. Our number is 085-825-2626. Is it our duty to report somebody for allegedly uh, drink driving? You've heard the uh, message from uh, Jerry. He's not at all happy that the guards pulled this guy and then let him go. And the, the reason I would suggest that they let him go is that he wasn't drinking. Yeah, the guards aren't going to let someone go if they know that they're drinking. Yeah. Are they? So he obviously wasn't pissed out of his head, even though he's claiming that uh, he was all over the road. I'd love to find out um, why the guards let him go. And I, I can only argue that they let him go because he hadn't been drinking or he'd had one pint or something. Yeah, but what you're saying, Melissa, is better safe than sorry. Isn't that what you're saying? That even if you suspect it, you should you should do something like that. Absolutely, yes. But I do believe, though, that if the guards suspected anything, they would have breathalyzed him. Do you not? Okay, stay there. Stay there for one second, if you can, please. Our number is 085-825-2626. Um, Trevor, you're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Trevor. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. Kennedy. <laughs> Good evening. Uh, well, Trevor, is it our business, is it our duty, you've just heard Melissa saying, it is our duty to contact the guardie and let them know that you suspect somebody is drink driving. Well, can you tell Melissa there to send the guards around to my house and they can deputise me as well? Meaning? I'm not a bleeding cop. None of my fucking business what anyone's doing. Eh, is it why, not? Why are all these nosy fuckers getting involved? Because, uh, because hang on, uh, you've heard the message, because the guy is a danger on the roads. He's driving through a housing estate, and according to uh, Jerry, who left the message, uh, he's all over the place. Listen, unless knows he's fucking Jerry's in the car, sucking the tonsils out this bloke, he has no idea if he's drunk. He looked in through a window, saw him drinking. As you said, it could have been a zero, zero drink. Yep, it could have been. So he hasn't got proof. Unless he's in bloody drawing blood and testing it himself on the spot, he has no idea if he's drunk. Just because he's a bit wobbly on the road? Fuck off. Just know the fuckers agent that have nothing better to do with their time than get involved in other people's business. Uh, Melissa, what do you say to that? These are just nosy parkers. Keep your nose out. It's it's all right saying that, you know, but if, if that was that guy's estate and you had someone coming in and out drink driving and you had kids and you couldn't relax, they couldn't go out and play football or whatever on the street because you're wondering when he's going to come back or how drunk he's going to be. Well, sorry, Melissa, I'm going to interrupt you there. I have five kids. They don't play on the street if they're playing football. They play football on the green area. And at the end of the day, even if someone is coming in drunk, it's none of my bloody business. It's not my position to stop them and report them. You say that until you're stood at a graveyard, you know? Until you're stood at a graveyard. To be honest, if he came in and hit a kid in the estate, I still wouldn't ring the guard because at the end of the day, the guard uses. I'd deal with it myself if I had to. Yeah. Okay, so as far as you're concerned, as far as you're concerned, Trevor, unless this guy is absolutely certain that the guy has been drinking alcoholic drink and is pissed out of his head, he should mind his own business unless he's absolutely unless, certain. Unless he's one hundred percent certain agent. And you know how he does that? Oh wait, he can't. Unless he goes into the bar and says to the barman, here, see the fellow in the red top over there. No, no, the one next thing. What's he drinking? I want to proof I want to see what his tab is. How the hell what do you, you do prove it? if you are certain? What do you do then if you are certain? No, no. See, you're making assumptions, and the assumptions and makes that, the me and you. We're dealing. We're listening to what the guy says, and the guy said he was certain. Well, no, 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 no. no what, what, seen him through yeah, a window. That's what I was about to say. He says he saw him through a window uh, drinking. But like, Adrian, 
I'll give you a good one. I drink, not often, but I drink and my wife doesn't. We were out a few weeks ago and we were having a few, a few beers. got in the car. She drove home. And neighbor said to us, oh, Jesus, why are you doing drinking and driving? My wife doesn't even drink. She was having one of them zeros. zeros. So my neighbor's accusing my missus of bleeding drink driving. Yeah, but was your wife Oh, because she's seen her with zero zero. Doesn't matter if she was or not. Doesn't mean, because she's making the assumption. That's what this nosy fucker's doing in the original message. He's assuming. And because he drives into the state and he has a bit of a wobble on him, he must be drunk. How do you know he's not stoned? He's not supposed to be driving either if he's stoned. Under any influence. What if he what if he suffer migraines? Yeah, what if he's getting bed. leg cramps and he's all, under all over the road? Definitely should be in bed taking a rest on a Sunday. <laughs> oh well then Jesus okay, Christ, so we all should be in bed. As far as you're concerned, Trevor, um unless he's certain that the guy is locked out of his head, he should uh, keep his nose out of it really. Well, you know what, Agent, he should shut up shut up and mind his own business because at the end of the day he already said the guys went off and had a chat with him. The guys are standing there talking to this chap. He's telling me they couldn't, they would make the smell drink off him and then said, <laughs> Come on, you've only had nine. Off you go. Look at the fucking house, man. Did he not say this happened more than once? That this happens regularly? So what? And he hasn't killed anybody. Oh, lucky him. Lucky him. Remember that. Yeah, lucky him. But you still assume that he's drunk, love. He was confident that he was drinking. Yeah, and I'm confident I can run a 10k marathon. Ain't gonna bloody happen, but still, I'm still confident about it. Confidence, yeah. assumptions, uh, seeing them through windows, these are all made up fucking shit. They have no proof, no proof. You don't get convictions in this country or any country without hard proof. Okay, do me a favour, both of you, and stay on the line there for one second if you can, please. Our number is 085-825-2626. If you would like to get involved in this conversation, you can send us a WhatsApp voice note. You can also send us a uh, voice note through uh, Facebook Messenger as well, if that suits you better. That's exactly what uh, Jenny actually did. In regards to the guards not actually being able to do that, and it is because they actually have to catch him in the act, I think because I remember it happened around the corner in my estate before that the guards actually couldn't uh, arrest that person because he was in his car in the driveway and the car wasn't on so like unless he's driving then the guards really can't do anything It's Ireland's most talked about podcast the only podcast with live callers and live debates It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy Angela, you're you're fuming with uh, Trevor. Why? Because Trevor thinks that it's all right for people to go around during driving in housing estates where kids are. No, I don't know, know if he said it was okay. He never no, said that. No, he never well, said can that. Can we rewind the podcast, yeah, no, Angela? You, you listen to something else? Welcome to the real world, sweetheart. I never said that. But you're telling me. Wakey, wakey, Angela. Come on. Wait a minute, Trevor. Let somebody Oh, no. Don't be getting aggressive, Angela. Don't be getting aggressive now. Come on. Quiet a little bit. Be quiet. We're all being nice here and civilised until you came on the line now. I've been very. Hold on a second. All right, come on. Get your point, will you? If you let me talk. Right? I'm laying you. You're not talking. Are you finished, Trevor? Are you finished? You don't talk a lot. You turned around and said, right? Oh, yeah, but your kids play football on the grass. So kids don't play on the road or on the pavement. Do they not? Do they Well, not? they shouldn't be. Can you answer that question? They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. So your kids they shouldn't be. played on the road. 
Your kids have never no, played. No, the football they play on the green. Yeah, but they've never played anything on the road. No, because of course you're. That's seriously the argument you've come on about. But no, the, yeah, that is the argument. Because you know what? The thing is, he if he's stoned, he should be locked up. If he's drinking, <laughs> he should be locked up. And I would be. And we have no proof of this happening. To the ombudsman and turn around and say, I reported him already to the guards. Tell the date and the time. And those two guards, how did the guards not? Why didn't the guards bag him? He wasn't drinking. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Um, Like, hey, Angela, I don't know if you drink or not, but I I do. And I have friends that drink. And when you're standing near an alcoholic beverage, you can fucking smell it on someone. So you sit in a car. Yeah, no, you can't smell vodka. Can you? Have you smelled vodka? You can't smell a vodka and coke. You can't smell a vodka. You can't smell gin. So who's not saying that he wasn't sitting there drinking vodka all day and turned around and said, I wasn't And who's to say you when this... Then, then how do you know the fellow looking through the window didn't see him drinking a glass of milk or a fucking water? The next time what I'll do is I'll turn around to the guy and go, oh, listen, Trevor told me you can't smell the drink. So if you can't smell it, there's no need to bag me. So I'm not drinking. No, so hell, so you're telling me that the guards probably seen this bloke driving down the road, pulled him in, had a word and said, he seems fine, he's called the cementus and sent him on his way. He but no, because Angela seen him with a bit of a wobble, he should be locked fine. up. He seems fine. That's nice. Do you know what I mean? So the next guy who hits someone in a car has been drinking, but they can't smell it off him. They'll go, he seems fine. Angela, Angela, I want to read a message to you and see what you think about this, okay? And it says, uh, I was in a similar uh, situation. I was at a baby shower of my niece three weeks ago, and a lot of the younger girls were doing cocaine in the toilets. I wanted to report some of these girls uh, as they had young kids with them. They were doing it um, on the toilet roll holder. What uh, if the kids licked it or got coke by mistake? I'd never forgive myself but after ringing yeah. my husband for advice he told me to just leave and mind my own business that's from uh, Maria should she have left and minded her own business no because if you're doing cocaine with a load of kids around you should be locked up of course you should be locked up what's your answer to that, to that one uh, Trevor to that message Okay, well, what's the question? Should she have minded her own business? I have to say, that's the scummiest thing. Yeah. That's the scummiest thing. Yeah. I, I've heard a lot of scummy things before. That is the scummiest thing I've heard in a long time. Imagine. Hold on, but Trevor will tell you, mind your own business. No, but. Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, couldn't agree with your mom, buddy. Anybody. But you know what? Imagine being in None the. None of my the... fucking business. I would take my children out of the situation and walk out the door. And you know the, the, these you don't give a shit about anybody else on this because you don't know what you're going to invite to your doorstep. <laughs> so it's all right for a kid to go into a bathroom and get cocaine on their hands and everything, go out and that's never fine. said that again, again, never said that. Here we go, Angela put words in everyone's mouth. You see, An- An- Angela, the bottom line is um, that the guards would have only let this guy go if he, if they were certain that he wasn't uh, locked, that he wasn't getting into. How can you be certain sitting in a car? How can you be certain? Well, Angela, maybe they, maybe they breathalyzed him. Could they have breathalyzed them, do you reckon? And then said, off you go, pal, you're, you're under the limit. Guards. You think two guards are going to sit into your car with you and breathalyze you? Why are they sitting into your car? What the fuck are you talking about, exactly. woman? Exactly. 
The point is that the guards obviously didn't feel that they had due cause to uh, breathalyze the guy because he didn't appear drunk. Did he say that the two guards sat into the car with him? Uh, and I don't know if he actually said that, did no, he? No, he said they walked over and had a chat with him. Yeah. Hang they on, could I... have breathalyzed him, Angela. You're the one put you're the one making up all this fictitious shit. Okay, let, hang on, let's, no, let's have a listen to let's have a listen to that bit that. of the message. Hang on, hang on for one second. They spot him coming out, get in the car, he went over to him, I said, Grant, good. Then they all started laughing and joking. Now I know he's in there drinking because I seen him, you can see him from the window. They all started laughing and joking, they obviously knew him. And he drove. My apologies. Yeah. I thought. So I the, thought he said the guards did go over to him. There we go. Guys. There we go. Shut up a minute, Trevor. I'm apologising here. Uh, I'm I thought they said that they sat in and was laughing and joking. But what he said is they started laughing and joking. I That's know, but the joyful thing about listening to the podcast from the start and the topic from the start is we get more information, Andrew, you know? And then the thing is, they probably went I can't hear both of you. I can't hear both of you. I can't hear both of you. Trevor. If he is standing there watching two guards chatting to a guy who's sitting in a car, you will obviously see if they're breathalyzing him or not. Would you? And, and obviously well, they did. He left they, they, yeah, they obviously didn't breathalyze him um, and had a laugh and a joke, realized he wasn't pissed and let him go on his way. When the guys are talking to him, they assume they would judge him on how he's talking, how he's acting, how his body uh, language is. And that's how they do it. Mm. And I, you're assuming I they haven't breathalyzed him because she's she's assuming they did but didn't breathalyze him. I'm assuming they did breathalyze him because you don't know agent. None of us know. He gave vague information. At the end of the day, the cops deemed him all right to drive. If anything, if, if anything had happened after the cops let him go, they Sorry, would have been So they wouldn't. I can't hear both of you. Jesus Christ! No, look. Seriously, <laughs> What's can't up? hear both of them shouting at each other. That's what happens in a row. You should come to my house. Okay, you should um, come to my house when there's a row on. <laughs> can't hear anything. Jerry uh, is the guy that we're uh, talking about who sent us the message, and he just sent uh, this message in to us this minute. Lads, he is constantly doing it. I and others have seen him many a time. He is friends with a few guardy in the area as well. Others have pulled him up over it as well. And he has been banned for drink driving in the past. So uh, he's got form, basically, for being a drink driver. Let me uh, bring in some more opinions on Sandra. Hi, lads. How's it going? Sandra here. Uh, just to let you know that there's a pub down in Midlands, I won't name it, um, that um, if anyone goes in for a drink at night time, well, fancy a drink at night time and have their car with them, they'll leave the car keys in behind the bar. The barman will put it into a see-through bag with their name on it and they collect the car the next day, but they have to show their ID to prove that the car is actually theirs. It's a driving license, basically. And it's been going for the last, what, two or three years, and it's been working brilliant. I think every, well, every pub in Ireland that has a big car parking security there uh, should do it. It's a great idea. Yeah, because, you know, you're putting your own life and the lives of others in danger as well. Yeah. Voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy.
Now, Jenny sent us this WhatsApp voice note. Great topic, lads. Look, it becomes every road user's problem when somebody takes to the road drunk any time of the day, any time of the night, because they are putting anybody else on that road in danger. Okay, so that's when it becomes uh, all of our uh, business. Damien, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Damien? How's it going, guys? Uh, Good, thank you. Um, Well, is it our business to be um, basically squealing on somebody that we suspect of drink driving? I don't think it is, but the point that I was making just was that if the guards that went over to the guy, they have to have a, a suspicion... They can't just breathalyze him because somebody has told them that he's been drinking. They obviously didn't come to the conclusion that he required to be drink to be breathalyzed. Yes, they they obviously were uh, happy enough that the guy wasn't pissed drunk. You could assume that, um, and they let him go. They they didn't suspect that he uh, was under the influence so much so that they didn't breathalyze him. That would be my view on it, because ultimately, if he wasn't driving. I, I don't. I didn't catch the story at the start, but my understanding is that he wasn't in the car whenever they stopped him. That's right. They went over to him. They talked to him. Oh, no, he got. He sorry. He did get into the car, and they went over to him, and they ended up having a laugh and a joke, and off he went on his way. So the guards obviously didn't feel he was under the influence. Absolutely. If if they had a thought that he had taken any alcohol, they would have breathalyzed him there and then. Like, the story that, oh, he must have known the guards, nonsense. And as There's I was no saying, way that the guards are going to allow it. That's what I was about to say. Um, I was arguing that there is a vague possibility that he was actually sitting in the bar drinking uh, non-alcoholic beer, which looks the exact same. Well, who knows? Like, we, we don't know the facts. Your guy doesn't know the facts. He obviously has a dislike for the guy. Oh, that's clear. <laughs> that's yeah. very clear. Um, stay there for a second, Damien. Let me go to Karen. You're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Karen. Morning, guys. How are you doing? Uh, good, thanks, Karen. Well, is it our business to be picking up the phone, calling the guards and reporting somebody that we suspect of drink driving? I think he probably did right because he was concerned, but you have to also consider that if you accuse somebody and they're wrong, that's a massive legal battle like to defamate somebody's character. Um, and the other thing is, he's done his bit. Why drag it out? Why try and push it? The cops have an, an idea when they're speaking to him, his demeanour, his mannerisms, his pupils. Um, and also there's a lot of medical conditions that people can have that will actually make people appear to be drunk when they're not. So I think he's just jumping way too much. And as a lot of people have come on and said, he obviously has an issue with this individual. And, okay, we can, he's been accused, I've heard, since I put in my message that... He's been he's he's been a, um, a convicted of drunk driving before, but people can change. Maybe he wasn't over an issue that night. Um, so just you know, he's done his bit. Why drag it out? Why come on here trying to do something that you know? Go get a hobby. Leave people alone. Okay, so uh, so basically, you're arguing that he's being a bit of a busybody. Oh, way too much. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. He's done his bit. If there's an accident, his conscience is clear. Okay. Yeah, he picked up. Um, Picked up the phone, called the guards, but uh, but out of it now. If if the guards didn't see uh, a drunk person in front of them, uh, that's why they let him go. Um, he should just leave it at that. Oh yeah. 
yeah, like it, it, the police over there have an awful lot more to be doing than to be worrying about somebody they've already checked out. Mm. And there's and no, there's no way, there's no be... way, even if he's a friend, there's no way a guard is letting somebody go if they're pissed. There's no way he's, uh, not, in this, he, not in this day and age, no. Not in this day and age, no. That's just somebody that actually doesn't even trust the police force over yeah. there. And to be honest with you, small communities, of course you're going to know people. You're going to know people from different professions. That doesn't mean that they're going to put their career on the line to get you out of trouble. Mm. Well, stay there for one second because I just got a message in a second ago and it says, uh, I have a neighbour that regularly drives around drunk. I've had enough shit from him. Uh, and how I know is he crashed into the side of my house, pissed out of his head and kept on driving. Sickened me because he knows me. He could have just knocked in and said, sorry for wrecking your house. So I rang the guards. They came and same thing as your man. They laughed with him about it and sent him to his house. He couldn't even stand straight or speak but he's known for doing it and he's too friendly with the guards because he's uh, giving up info on the young lads around the place absolute scum anyone that gets into a car after drinking and guardy doing uh, F all about it because they're all mates and the implication being and this is what we were just saying uh, Karen the implication is if you have a mate who's a guard he's going to let you uh, go I don't believe it's that easy today I really don't I don't believe so either because there's so much Social media out there videoing, and um, there's a lot of protests going on over there back home nowadays. Everybody is watching, and they're they're under such scrutiny. It's not, and they have their own bills to pay. Let's face it, the, the Irish Guardi are not paid enough for the job they do. So they're they're not going to put their family's safety and security at risk. For a friend, if you're a friend, you're not going to jeopardise or put them no, in that absolutely, position. No, absolutely, absolutely. And if, you you imagine if that guy on Sunday was pissed, and the guards laughed and let him go and let him hop into his car, and then he uh, killed somebody, questions will be asked about why the guards let let him go anyway. So, yeah, of course, I, I think it's um, very unusual. I don't think we're in the days where you can offer a guard of, uh, a tenner and he let you go. We're we're, we're past that. No, There's that's enough. There's an awful lot more to this story, and we're not hearing all the facts either. We're only hearing one side that's in haste because they didn't get their way. They, they report them yeah, to get him breathalyzed and get him done. Sorry, Eddie. How are you, Adrian? You're well. Uh, good, thanks, Eddie. Sorry, you were trying to get in there. What did you want to say on this? So, I reported a guy a while ago. I'll tell you the story behind this. So I walk out the airport, mobile patrol driver, and all the cabin crew and all the staff, etc., would have a security hotline number if, if they're feeling fear at night or whatever. And a couple of people rang it, and he says, uh, we've just been accosted late at night by a drunk a drunk foreign man. So I drive around the back of the Circle K garage, and there's a car parked up, and there's a Polish lad. I know he's Polish because I've friends Polish, and I know the languages, and I know the words. And he was pissed out of the street. And I said, look, leave the, leave the girls alone. You, you can't be hassling them, et cetera. And uh, he was just leaning on his car. And uh, I have a duty, I have a protocol I have to go through when someone puts a complaint in. So I ran the guards, they came down, and he was absolutely bladdered. I stood there when they were talking to him. He wasn't in the car, he was leaning on the bonnet. And they said, lock the car up, do not get in that car, and go on your way and get it tomorrow. So that was the that was the deal, and he pissed off. And about three hours later, he came back even more drunk. And when I say Stoch is drunk, he, he couldn't even walk on a straight line. He fell over about three times walking across the road. He got into the car, fired the engine up, drove around the corner on the wrong side of the road, mounted the curb, and drove up the road, and the car was all over the place. And I, I rang the guards because I said, fuck me, this is the airport. Like, he's going to go out into the middle of traffic at that roundabout and he'll kill someone. Mm-hmm. And that would have been on my conscience. So I reported it. Now, a part of my job is to report stuff like that. 
But at the same time, had I been just a normal Joe Public just walking by and seeing that, I would have been like, holy fuck, he's going to kill someone. And again, it would still be okay, on my now, But the, the difference here between this story and what we heard about Sunday afternoon is you saw how drunk this guy actually was. He was out of his face. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it sounds like this guy, you are all saying he has it in for him. I can kind of understand this guy's point of view because it was one of my neighbours and he was pissed all the time. I'll give you a story now. About five years ago, our neighbour, seven doors down, sitting in his house late one night, chap lives alone, and a car came down the road at the little crossroads. The fellow was pissed, went straight across the road into your man's garden and embedded the car in your man's living room, you know? And that was um, somebody drunk. So... Okay, so... If, if I had kids... If I had kids... In your, I, sorry, in your situation... I've seen this all the time. Okay, in your situation with your job, uh, obviously you have to uh, deal with uh, issues like that. But... Uh, generally speaking, is it our business to be sticking our nose in when we suspect somebody is uh, drink driving? I, I would normally say it's not our business in anything. But if it's one of my neighbours and I have kids playing out and something happened and I could have actually done something beforehand to stop that happening, I'd never forgive myself. That's that's what we're all saying here. Okay, so you know? y- your conscience should make you um, report somebody doing that. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you're all saying this guy sounds like he doesn't like your man. He just sounds like a concerned neighbour and he has kids out on the road and there's other families out and they have kids and this fella's pissed up all the time. Well, you've heard, and others saying, you've heard other people saying he's just being an absolute busybody. <sighs> Is he though? Is he? He's a busybody until he hits your kid or hits someone else's kid. And then you go, I told you so. Prevention's better than cure. All right, good to talk to you as always, Eddie. Let me bring in uh, Darren. So if Trevor's kids was playing out in an estate and he actively knew 100% that there's a drunk driver in the estate, he wouldn't report it. Bollocks. Mm. <laughs> Bollocks indeed. Okay, the, the story Eddie just told us, your man was clearly locked out of his head, yeah? yeah yep. He's seen him he, in front of his own two eyes. This other guy on Sunday afternoon in the pub, we've, we must assume that he wasn't drunk because the guards wouldn't have let him go. The guards, I don't care what anybody says, the guards are not that corrupt that they're going to let someone get into the... As Adrian said, those days are gone, the 80s are over. Um, the guards are not going to let somebody inebriate you get in behind the wheel of a car. Not a hope in hell. On a Sunday afternoon with loads of kids around. It doesn't around, matter, yeah. any yeah. day. No yeah. day of the week that's going to happen. So I call bullshit on that. All right, thank you very much indeed for listening to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy. If you enjoyed our podcast, please hit subscribe or follow. Click on the little bell icon on Spotify, and that way you'll be notified every time we upload a new podcast. Enable notifications on your Spotify, and then it'll flash up like magic. Oh my God, Adrian and Jeremy have just uploaded another podcast. Thank you very much indeed for listening. I'm Adrian, he's Jeremy, and we will catch you on the next Opinions Matter podcast. Podcast. Bye-bye.